0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Nick Asylum podcast. Sorry for all the reverb in this room. It's the most quiet place I could find. You know, I'm at my boy's apartment complex, their living room. You know, they're working on schoolwork, so they can't really, you know, um, deal with my talking at the moment. Nothing against me. And on their balcony, it's just a lot is going on. The wind's blowing. It's kind of cool outside. People are driving by. People walking, running. It's just a very busy street. But in here, it's very, very quiet. And that's what I like about it. It's just a lot of reverb. That's the only problem. But I don't have my microphone or computer with me. So, you know, I'm like, screw it. I'm just going to do it on my phone. So, so first up, the other day, me and Old Girl on October 30th, So let's not get ahead of the story. So a couple days before that, me and her sister were talking, and her husband, we were at the Walmart just talking about everything, and we were talking about the money situation, and it was just sounding like her sister wasn't being honest and saying that I was helping any, which that's not cool. It just seemed like, oh, she was giving credit to other people, which I wasn't looking for that, but I was like, you know, since me and her ain't going to be talking anymore, I might as well tell the truth. And I told her the truth, and she was, like, shocked. I guess she went back and told her mom, which I shouldn't even have said anything in the first place. And her mom asked me October 30th, a couple of days ago, hey, how much did you give my daughter, and when did you give it to her? And I just told her, don't even worry about it. It's not that big of a deal, yada, 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 okay? So what ended up happening is, Later on that night, I found out that she was planning on moving in with that dude. And since he was going to be a real estate agent and his parents come from wealth, I was like, oh, cool. Well, screw it then. You know, we ain't going to be cool anymore. I'm in my feelings. I'm hurt. This guy's got some money, whatever. Let me just be a jerk about it. Right. And so I told her mom the next day, oh, by the way, it's this amount. And she's like, whoa, why? Why? And then I guess she asked her daughter and her daughter was like playing it off like it was rent money, which she asked me for rent. No, I asked her, does she want me to pay for the rent when I got, you know, out of her house? Like when I got kicked out of her house and moved in with her sister, I asked her, do you still want that amount for the rent? And she said, no. So I'm like, oh, is she lying to her mom and saying that the money I did send her was for rent only? Well, that's not true. And I screenshot it and I sent it. And, you know, I wrote a message for each one of why I sent the money, right? So she, I guess, told her not to call me, but she unblocked me and called me. And she was like, hey, I was like, what do you want? And she was like, rude, but what was the, you know... about not talking to my mom about the money situation I was like oops my bad and she was like you're only doing it for revenge and to get back at me I was like well maybe your wealthy boyfriend since you're gonna be moving in with him after only knowing him for like a few days and only going on one date maybe he can freaking sit there and pay for your uh, debt for you and she said you know what and then she started talking I don't remember anything what she said because my mind just was like blank and I was just whatever and she hung up on me so I called her mom I said such and such you better get your daughter before I drop a diss record on her like on god I am going to drop a diss record and air out everything because that's the problem with Nick Adams you guys is that I have a big heart and I love everybody but when I get hurt by somebody that I trust or care about like if a stranger hurts me or somebody I barely know hurts me it's not a big issue but if it's somebody that I trust and genuinely care about, that turn around and hurt me really badly, I tend to just let all the skeletons out of the closet because I want them to feel the pain I felt an eye for an eye. And it's not always the best thing, because what if a few, you know, a few years down the road, you know, I might be friends with this person again or, you know, might be a relationship with this person or maybe had to be civil with them in some way, you know, or you know, they look more like the bad guy, and I took the high road, they took the low road, but since I went head-to-head with them, it's fire with fire, it doesn't make it any better, right? So me and her mom were just talking about everything that was going on, and I guess her daughter was pretty much calling her, and her mom was telling her everything, which she tried to say that she went through her mama's phone, and I'm like not the first time around, because your mom genuinely said on the phone, hold on, I'll call you right back. My daughter's calling me. So I'm like, okay, she's probably going to tell her everything that I've been saying. So I finally get to my boy's house, and I tell him, hold on, wait on, I'm about to come up in just a moment. I mean, not come up, shit. I'm about to get out of the car, so give me a moment, right? And so as I'm walking, not walking, I'm sitting in the damn car. So I pulled up. And my boys came out, and I was like, y'all give me one moment. They went back into the house, and all of a sudden I get a call while I'm talking to her mama. I get a call from my dad, and I'm like, great, what is he calling me about? What does he want? And so she was like, well, you better answer it. And I ignored it the first time, called back immediately the second time. I was like, great, he's probably going to talk about the situation, right? So I answer it, and my mom has her cell phone Hooked through the system, Bluetooth through her car, and she has that girl on the phone, and my dad has me on the phone, and I'm like, great, I can hear her voice, and I'm like, oh great, she done told my mom about the disc record and everything else, and my mom's like, you know, you got to be careful because you don't want to get sued, and it's not worth it, and her being a single mom, she could take it to the magistrate's office, and. There's some other things that – she was saying something about being a single mom and doing something with the magistrate's office. I don't know what the hell that was all about. can't remember. But, you know, she was saying that. And I remember earlier in the text messages when me and her were talking, she told me not to contact her anymore. She'll put a restraining order on me, and I said, whatever. So my mom was just repeating what she was saying. And, you know, I'm not a bad guy. I'm not a guy that you need to put a restraining order on. You know, you really don't have to do that to me. You know, I'm not going to bother somebody. Like, if you threaten a restraining order on me, my ass is gone. Like, I ain't getting locked up. I ain't getting routed up in that crazy shit. You know what I'm saying? I ain't that stupid. I ain't going to push my luck. I know how my luck is. It's bad. <laughs> so... um You know, I'm sitting there, we're back and forth with my parents, and I said, well, this ends now, and I'm done. And he was like, I'm just trying to keep you out of jail. And I'm like, bro, like, leave it alone. Like, you guys have been trying to force me to come back and live with you guys. Like, fuck that shit, whatever. And so we got into it, and then I called her mama back and told her, like, yo, you need to stop telling her all this stuff. And now I don't really want to talk to her mom. Well, she told me that. Like, there's a lot of things that the girl, you know, the girl, I'm just going to call her the girl because I don't want to name drop her or anything. Um, You know, it it, it was – her mama really goes back and tells everything, and I was like, you know, I'm not going to do that because she already warned me about that. Don't talk to my mom about our situation, and it was wrong for me to bring up – you know, things in our personal relationship between me and her daughter that I shouldn't have been bringing up to her because, you know, she's not like my mom. She's not going to listen and give me advice back and never mention it to anybody else. And she did tell me one time, which is funny because her mom said this on the phone. She was like, it's funny how she says, you can't come talk to me about the situation, but then she can go to your parents to talk about the situation. I was like, damn, her old mom turned around because she told me, don't go to my mom. Don't go to my mom for any of the situations at all, right? You want to talk about the situation between me and you, let's talk about between me and you. And I was like, well, there's sometimes you get mad and you don't want to talk about it. You don't want to hear it. You know, so I'm just going to stick to just talking to my mom or just talk to my boys because I know my boys ain't going to go back and say nothing. they keep a lot of shit to themselves because they know that I got a lot of, you know, things on them too if they try to like air my laundry out I'll air theirs out too so and that's just not how we are as friends you know I'm not gonna sit there and say oh I got all this dirt on my boys and my boys got all this dirt on me I'm just saying that I could trust them I mean there's been crazier situations than this that I've trust them on and they haven't said nothing so yeah and I wanted them to say something in those situations but it just got bad and I Called the girl that I was living with her, you know, and I told her, like, I don't want to bring this to you and your husband's home and all this other stuff. And, you know, I left a voicemail. I got off the phone. I was like, screw this. So I'm going to enjoy my night. Me and the boys, we sat around and, you know, watched the game and all that. And so I'm sitting there and we're waiting for Mike to get back. I think this is the same day. Yeah, we're waiting for Mike to get back and he comes back and he's got food. And I'm like, all right, like, he's like, I'm going to go take a shower real quick. And I'm like, all right, cool. And so he goes and takes a shower and Christian, which is his cousin, his little boy comes in the room and he's like, oh, Mikey bought you food. And I'm like, no, it's for himself. And he was like, well, I want the fries. And I'm like, no, you can't have them. Maybe you can ask Michael when he gets out of the shower, if you can have the fries. And he was like, okay, okay. But he had a drink sitting over there on the dresser from earlier that morning. It's been sitting over there for six hours now. He picks up, he's like, my drink. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's your drink. And he was like, well, it's my slushie. And I'm like, okay. So I got my computer behind me because me and Michael about to do a podcast when we get back from the club. And I have my phone in my hand watching YouTube videos. This dude comes over here, opens the top, and dumps it all down my shirt. And it gets on Michael's bed. And I'm like, are you kidding me? It's all over the floor. It's all over me. It's on the bed. And, you know, I was going to wear that to the club, whatever. And so I'm like, you know what, whatever. So I grabbed him, and I took him into the living room, and I sat him on the chair. And I was like, you know what, Sitting time out. No, this was the day before. Okay, I'm going to continue to tell the story anyway. So we sat him in the chair because he said, I want my daddy. And he was crying. I'm like, dude, I'm carrying you to your daddy. Calm down. So I sat him beside his dad and told him what happened. And, you know, I went to go put a shirt on and stuff. So the next day, that's that same day, I think, is actually when, um, yeah. Okay, so back to the day where all that crap happened. So I get off the phone with her mama. And, you know, we're getting ready for the club. We're watching the game. Me and Michael are standing in front of the TV. So this is the same day, you know, This is not the same day. What happened with the little boy was the day before. So I'm coming back to October 30th, the day that I just had all this cadet with my parents and everything. So fast forward, I'm in Michael's house, chilling, having a good time, whatever. If y'all confused, I'm sorry. So eventually, you know, Michael goes to sleep and is... um, well, actually, he's in the living room, and Christian's girlfriend is in their room. And so me and Christian go rock hopping. Uh, we call it rock hopping. There's a uh, a dam that we go to, and there's like these big boulders, and you can jump on them when the water is extremely low, and the water has been extremely low lately. So we went rock hopping and talking about life and everything, what's been going on with me. Then we went to the Domino's down the street, and they were like, oh, it's going to be like 25 minutes. I'm like, what? 25 minutes to make a fucking pizza, and there's only one box? What? What? Y'all really under that staffed? But it was like an hour and five minutes that we waited, and I was like, are you kidding me? We finally got the pizza, ate it on the way back, got there, woke Michael up and woke his girlfriend up, and they got ready, and then we went to the club, right? Well, we got in the car, we decided to drive Michael's because, you know, I've been driving all freaking day and I'm trying to save my gas because, you know, I got a 40 minute drive back home after this. Right. So we're driving to the club and I get a call from my roommate. And she was like, hey. And I'm like, oh, God, she was like, my husband wants to know what time you're getting home tonight. I'm like, I'm not sure. And she was like, yeah, he just wants to talk about what happened today. And I'm like, oh, this is bad. This is real freaking bad. And so I'm like, OK, you know, I'll be home tonight. They're like, OK. I hung up, told them I was like, "Uh, I feel like I'm in trouble. But we went to the club and we were literally, we actually parked and we walked, went through security and everything. And it was like not really busy at all. But we got to the club and we were like early, really early. So we took a picture with the painting that's on the wall and talked and everything because, you know, we're all dressed up and having a good time. You know just sitting there talking and then we go to the chico's down the street to go you know use the restroom michael uses it i use it his girlfriend uses it he uses it and so we come back into the line and they're about to open they're like oh you guys can't come in without a costume we're like fudge so we go walk all the way back to the car get in the car we're losing our upfront parking spot and we go to the walmart that's like five ten minutes away and him and his girlfriend, we drop them off at the door. They go in, and me and Mike, we just go and We park the car, and we sit there, and we talk about everything that's been going on and how do you deal with depression and anxiety and all this other stuff, right? And so we're just vibing, having a good time, and we were like, okay, they're taking too long. So we got out of the car, walked in. Christian's standing right there coming out the door. All he got was a troll wig for Michael, pink troll wig a freaking crown skull thing, like the front part of it with the black strap on the back for me. Brooke got a cat suit, and he got some like mullet, but he already looked like he was in a costume. So he looked like he was rocking like, you know, the Southern Dad mullet costume is what he was pretty much rocking. So he was the only one that looked like he was in a costume besides his girlfriend. So we go and I'm like, yo, this ain't going to work at all. And as we're walking, we get in the car, we go back. We have to park even further away. And so when we go, we get out of the car, go through security. They get through security, but security stops me and tells me I can't bring that crown in there. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? They're already at the end, and I'm like, yo. And I'm like, Christian, trying to get their attention. He's not paying attention, so I call his phone. He's like, yo, and I said, they're not letting me through. He was like, what? He was like, just try another entrance. So I go to two more entrances. Don't work. I'm like, screw this. So I'm walking back to the car, and the guy that me and Mike talked to earlier that day, he was standing there. He was like, "You want to go to the hookah lounge?" I was like, "Nah, man, I don't really smoke hookah, and I'm just, I'm gonna go home." So of course, I can't go home. Obviously, so I'm walking. I see some dude puking on the side of the building. I'm like, I had too much to drink. And then on top of that, I uh, saw some old place that I've been to, some area. I was like, okay. So, no, 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 I'm getting ahead of the story, sorry. So, Michael meets me after the gate. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of the story. So, after I couldn't get in any of the gates, Michael meets me back at the front where we originally first met at, where we first originally parked at. And so, we walk back to the car and, you know, we throw the costumes back in there. And we're walking back and we're going to go to the bar. And I call Christian. He's like, yo, we made it into the club. And I'm like, fuck. Okay. What are we supposed to do now? Like, damn it. Me and Michael, were dressed normal. And they're not going to let us in because we haven't got costumes. And there was no flipping costumes at Walmart. The whole shelf was like Pfft. adults and kids. So I'm like, fuck. So I'm sitting there like, all right. And I tell Michael, I don't really want to go to the bar. So we walk to the bar and he goes in and I'm like, fuck it. So I go and I walk out and I go past security and I go out and that's when I'm walking around and that's where I see puke behind the truck. And then I see some guy barfing, which is the guy from earlier I just said. And then I saw the guy that me and Michael spoke to when we were at the car. He was from uh, Massachusetts, I want to say. Oh, that's flipping fucking awesome. There's a helicopter just flying by like super close. I could read what's on the side of the thing. You could probably hear it. Y'all hear it? that's dope. Yeah, we're not far from uh, airport. So I'm sitting there like, okay, you know, I'm bored now. So I talked to the guy that me and Michael talked to at the car. I forgot to mention that when me and Michael went to go put our costumes up, the guy that was in the car beside us offered Michael some alcohol and he drank it and he said he was from Massachusetts or something like that. Like, he's not from around there and this is his first time ever being in this town ever. And so, I walked by him, we spoke for a little bit, and I was like, nah, man, I don't really smoke hookah, and I don't really have the money to go spend on hookah, so, like, fuck that, and I don't know him like that, so I'm like, I'm gonna go to the car, but I was polite about it, and so I left, walked around, and then I walked back through the way I spoke to him at, he was gone, because, you know, I walked in a big fucking circle, I went the opposite direction of the car, so I got back to the car, sat in the car, talked to my boy Sean on the phone, and then I called Emily, and we talked on FaceTime, and then my boy Michael was like, all right, I'm done with the drinks. And so he came back to the car. We got in the car, drove all the way to cookout, and cookout was delicious. We sat there and we went to the window because the drive-thru was long. But the way Michael parked, the way they have it set up is fucking awful. They have the parking lot right here when you enter, but then they have the drive-thru going around the whole parking lot. So how in the fuck are you supposed to back out and turn around it's like they made it where you're not even supposed to you know park like they made it where you're specifically supposed to just fucking drive through like if you work there and you're closing yeah there ain't gonna be no cars you can back out easily but michael had to do all this weird ass angling and backing out and shit and it was fucking crazy so i was like yeah fuck all that shit so Christian finally gives us a call after we got our food at the window and go sit in the car and eat. So Michael has to figure a way to back out and stuff. And this motherfucker had the audacity to say that he was a better driver than me. Bullfucking shit! I've been to, I've been like to a lot of busy areas. Yeah, he's been to Raleigh as well, which Raleigh is busy with traffic. But I've been parallel parking. I backed up like. Look at my car compared to his. Yeah, mine's a little bit scraped underneath the car because, like, I, you know, backed up and I did a three point turn and I kind of like scraped the sidewalk a little bit. But you can't see it unless if you go underneath my car. Michael has a big freaking dent in the back of his freaking car. Like, look like somebody took a fucking lighter and then burned it and then pushed it with their fist. His fucking car's like not even clean. It's dirty. It doesn't take care of it. I mean, yeah, I messed up by falling asleep behind the wheel and fucking damaging my car. Yeah, there's some things. Like, if you add up me and Michael's faults when it comes to driving, his is a little bit more worse than mine. But I'm a little bit better of a driver. I've been to more places and driven around more than he has. So he can kiss my ass. And I've driven through the mountains and stuff, and he ain't done that. So suck my wiener, boy. Still love him, though. So we get out of the parking lot, and we keep going. And we picked him up, and they're like, yo, let's go get food. And he was like, nah, y'all can wait when we get closer to home. And then he wants to stop at a gas station, and then Christian's like, I ain't got no more money, dog. And Michael's like, I don't have any more money either. But it's like 70-something dollars. I mean, 79 miles till E, right? And he drives like a Hyundai Sonata. And so I'm like, ooh, this is bad. So they start driving, and You know, Christian's like, well, if you didn't blow all your money on heroin and shit, you would actually have money. And Michael, you know, never heard him get mad before. Seemed like Brooke and, you know, Christian were attacking him. But, you know, they want what's best for him, but they're going about it the wrong way. And Michael's like, I'm sick of this stuff. Wasted the S word. But then he just, like, started flooring it and got real mad. And it was just, it was wild. He was just, like, losing it. I'm like, all right, man, like, he needs to chill. And then they were like, can you turn the music up? He was like, no. I'm like, wow, mainly he turns the music up. Like, this is crazy. Like, I haven't seen this side of him ever. Like, they just really brought the bad side of Michael out, and I've never seen that a day in my life. So there was a couple moments later, about 10 minutes actually, not a couple moments, 10 minutes later, we're driving, and he misses his turn. And there is an area where he can turn around at. You know, it's another road. That he could pull off onto that side road, turn around, and then be out of the way of the road. No, he stops dead middle in the road, and a car almost hits him from behind, and another car almost hits. Well, the truck goes by us, and then it stops, and then that car goes by that truck. And I guess that truck was, like, wanting to fight Michael or something because he was sitting in the middle of the road, but he was in front of us now. But Michael backed that shit up a little bit, turned to left, and boom, was gone, so... He kept driving and then there was a stop sign, and I saw it, and it goes only left and right, not straight. Michael's going fast, and all of a sudden he's like, and he like floors it real hard. Brooke's phone flies all the way to the front, and you know, she flies up a little bit because she ain't got her damn seatbelt on like she's supposed to. And then they jump on him for it, and he gets mad and you know, floors it a little bit. He took a lot of back roads and missed a lot of turns, but I don't know about all of it because you know, I fell asleep. but... They were jamming out to the music and stuff, and I'm like, all right, y'all need to turn this shit down. I ain't trying to be deaf. (laughs) I love these songs, but damn, I'm not trying to be deaf. So we finally get to the house, and right when we get to the house, what ended up happening was I got out, they got out, I grabbed my shit, and I had to drive 40 minutes. So I drove 40 minutes back. Uh, My roommates and them, they weren't awake, so I came in the house, laid down, woke up the next day Halloween day, and I hear like this baby talking, and I'm like, "That's not their kids because they have a son and a daughter, but the daughter's not old enough to speak yet." And on top of that, their son's not there. So who is this baby talking? And then I heard the woman's voice; it was familiar. I was like, "Oh, that's her! Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness!" Because you got to think, me and the girl I was talking to, you know, like I said. She said that she wasn't going to come back over to her sister's house as long as I lived there, so I'm like, oh, my goodness. So, you know, she was there, and she watched me the whole time like a hawk. So I did that douchebag thing, like, dapping up everybody, at, like, I'm having a good time, enjoying life without her. And her family came over, like, her nieces and nephews, and the little girl dressed up as Harley Quinn. She was, like, giving me hugs and wanted piggyback rides and stuff. And then the boy, he was, like... Showing me mad love and respect, and he worked at the haunted attraction I worked at, so we we're talking. I'm talking with her sister, laughing with her, laughing with her mama, having a good time, just pissing her off to the core, right? But I was genuinely having a good time. They were all meeting up to go trick-or-treating, right? And she put on a ladybug costume, and, you know, I picked up her daughter out of her arms and was like, you know, I got to carry her and stuff. I'm like, hee, hee, hee. Well, she left some stuff at the house. And she asked her brother if he can go get it well he asked if his sister the other one could ride along and her mom said no and he was like, all right and as he was walking out he was like Nick you want to come and I was like oh I don't know if you know your sister she hates my guts right now I don't know if she wants me in her house but you know I went with him anyways saw her flat tire and was like damn and then we went into her apartment and as I was going to the bathroom to take a whiz, while he was looking around for the stuff, I noticed something in her dryer, and it was my t-shirts. <laughs> I was like, damn, you idiot, you left your t-shirts here. So I opened the dryer, grabbed my two-sheet t-shirts and my sock, and then I closed it. And I was like, all right, I'm not going to go through her stuff. That's not cool. Not going to do that at all. So I took a whiz, flushed the toilet, and I went behind the bathroom door and grabbed the... uh Mickey Mouse, trick-or-treat, plastic head. You know, it's a bucket that you put the fucking, you know, candy in, whatever. And I handed it to him because he was looking in the closets all over. She was like, it's the closet behind the door. You know, she wasn't really giving him a lot to work with. But, you know, it, it was funny. It was fucking hilarious. So... I was just like, man, this fucking shit is like crazy off the fucking rip. It blew my damn mind. I was like, damn. So, (laughs) you know, we're just talking, whatever. I eventually pulled her into the other room and, you know, told her I prayed for her and stuff. And she gave me this weird look because, you know, the day before, i was saying some off-the-wall shit like i'm gonna send the demons after her i'm gonna you know wish nothing but the worst for her and she's a terrible person you know saying all this shit because you know she hurt me by saying like i was a terrible person and all this stuff because i really genuinely love this girl but it was kind of weird that i say all that shit and then the next day i pull her into her sister's room and like hey by the way i pray for you and pray that y'all are safe on the trip on the way to go (laughs) trick-or-treating fucking weird right So I had to talk with her and then I went and spoke to her mom and, you know, they went outside and took some family pictures together and I took the one of all of them together and then I was like, all right, cool. You know, I put the Harley Quinn girl into the car, I'm not going to say her name, I put her in the car seat, locked her in and everything and, you know, it was just all good. They ended up leaving. I was going to go to a haunted attraction that I'd never been to, but my boys We're going to go hang out with the girl that he was talking to and he was going to bring his brother along so i was like all right cool whatever and then on top of that um the tickets that i was going to buy were all sold out online so i went to a haunted attraction i worked at which my boy told me today or well actually last night why didn't you just let me know i could have gotten you for free so i was like true that true freaking that and vip hell yeah so Well, actually, FastPass, but I was like, all right, whatever. So I paid for it, got the little barcode thing, and I drove all the way there, got out of the car, was by myself, and I went, had a good time, linked up with my boys. They're like, what are you doing for your birthday tomorrow? You know, I went to the whole haunted attraction, had a good time. My boy came up to me, and we were talking and everything, just having a good time, whatever. I'm sitting beside the fire, and they're like, what are you doing tomorrow? I was like nothing for my birthday nothing at all and they're like you want us to take you out to eat or whatever i was say like, sure so you go gonna help with gas money because you know you live two and a half hours like you live two hours and two minutes away and yeah when we walked to the car he gave me 60 bucks and i was like fuck yeah and uh right after that i got in the car left went home you know i forgot to tell you guys my roommate's husband. When everybody was outside, before they were taking pictures, me and him did have that talk about what I said. And, yeah, you know, we're all on good terms. So back to later that night, I'm like, okay, I'll see the boys tomorrow. And so I went, went back to the house and laid in bed, and I get a phone call early in the morning. It's about, like, 840 something. And I answer, and I'm like, hello? And it's, you know, her, the girl. And she's like, hey, I know that you don't really care for me right now, but I left my diapers in my sister's car and some other things. And I'm like... Okay. And she was like, can you bring it to me? I don't want to be late for work. And it's my daughter's first day of daycare and all this stuff. Right. Thank God it's walking distance. Cause she has a flat tire too. So she can't drive over there and get him and her sister and her husband are in bed sleeping. And so I'm like, screw it. I'll bring it over to her. So I went to the house, brought it over to her, went upstairs and, you know, we had a long conversation about everything and I listened to her and I was really soaking in what she was saying. And, you know, she kept it real with me, and that's what I loved about her. That was one of the first things I felt for her. And she was like, Nick, you know, not only I had that, but you had that lust love. And she's right about that lust love. Like, I really loved her, but in a way, you know, it was like, oh, I love you, but you hurt my feelings, and then I'm going to like wish nothing but the worst for you. And you know, I didn't get my way. And she's like, you're on the fence. Like when good things happen, you're like, Oh, praise God. He's the greatest. Oh, I'm a Christian. This, this, this. And then when something bad happens and you don't get your way or something, you're like, praise the devil, send the demons after him, ruin this person's life. And she's not wrong. And that's something I've been trying to fight since I was 13 years old. I've been trying to fight that shit. And, uh, you know, people just didn't listen to me. And, you know, me talking shit to them did not hurt their feelings. But when I'd turn around and make a diss record on somebody, it would hurt them. And it would linger forever. And then, you know, other people that fuck with me would always dap me up and hype me up. Like, oh, that diss record was so hard, my guy. I had that shit on repeat. Which sometimes they did, you know, because people love drama and they love that type of stuff. But me and her talked everything. You know, I'm not going to go into detail of what we talked about. But, you know, for here on out, I'm not going to be talking to anybody about me and her business. And I'm definitely not going to mention it to her mom or her sister or anybody else. It's just going to stay between us two. And, you know, it was good to see her and actually get to talk to her and everything. And, you know, it was actually good to be able to talk to her like an adult and have a civil conversation because that's what I wanted to have. And, you know, I got what I wanted in a way. And, uh, yeah, you know, I'm trying to change now that I'm 25. I'm like, you know, I'm 25 now and she's telling, she's talking to me and my 25 year old self. And I'm like, yo, I got to make this change. Like not just for her, but for myself. Like if I'm ever going to be genuine, happy, if I'm ever going to be anywhere in life, I need to actually get my shit together. So we talked and everything. And, So I ended up leaving, and she had to go to work, and I got back in the car and left, and went back, talked to her sister for a little bit, not about her, but just how the morning's been going and all that, and we sat there and watched a movie with her, her daughter, her son, and had a good time, and then I had to go take a shower, get my stuff ready, then I got in the car and came all the way here, and me and the boys, we went to the bar, Well, when I got here, you know, we were chilling and shit. Hard place to find a parking spot. And then we went to the bar, and then after we went to the bars, you know, we ended up coming back here and, you know, vibing a little bit. He took me out to eat at some Japanese place where they cook in front of you. There's one back home I used to eat at, but, you know, it's kind of gone under over the years, so it was good to have that refresher. So... We left, and then we woke up today, and, you know, they went and did some schoolwork and whatever, and, you know, uh, we went upstairs to his buddies. Well, his buddy came down and spoke to us, and we talked to him, and, you know, he cracked my back, and, you know, he showed me a picture of his knee. Dude, I thought my fucking leg, when I split it open, like, when I cut that hole in my leg back in 2016, I thought that was bad, this mob's knee was, like, open all the way up, like, this thing looked like, uh, special effects, that's how nasty it was, I was like, damn, dude, all because his buddy threw nails on a freaking slip inside. he didn't know, and he just slid right on it, he said if it would have went to his stomach, if he would have slid on his stomach and not his knees, it would probably cut him open, and he would have died, so he got lucky right there, so, um, Yeah, that was crazy. So we ended up going upstairs, and, you know, we chilling with them and having a good time. I'm not telling everything because there's just not a lot to really tell. And he was working on some shelves, and he accidentally drilled the door in on the wrong side of the shelf. So when he took it off, there was like four holes there. Then he put the door on the right way. And, yeah, the boys came back, started working on some schoolwork, and, you know, Mikey told Scotty, hey, can you take Nick to the conference room so he can do his podcast? And here we are. So I got to let my roommate know that I ain't coming home tonight so she doesn't freak out or anything. So um, I'm going to text her back real quick. So just got done texting her, letting her know, because it's just such a long drive. Like, the guys and I are still probably going to chill, and I'm going to eat dinner and stuff, and then it's a two-hour drive, and that's just way too long and stuff. So, yeah. Well, you guys, hope you enjoyed the podcast. I am 25 now. And tomorrow is my boy Matt's birthday, so congratulations. So I love you, Matt. Big old, what, 21? Sheesh. so I'm sorry you guys about the massive reverb uh this room's a conference room it's not really made for you know podcasts and stuff so hope you guys can bear with me I love you guys and I will catch you in the next episode peace